Episode of the Notes Magoats podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm back. You are back. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve. Hey, Welcome yes, back. Me. No, they two didn't. weeks. You didn't have. They did. They definitely missed me. Maybe at least I know who RZA is. Yeah. Yeah, I listened. I listened. I know that you listened. I know. So, and yeah, I no, and I know who RZA is. And yes, if uh, if you guys didn't listen to the Logic episode, Brandon has no, no idea who. No, no, just don't even. Just make him go back and listen, Steve. Just yeah, make go, him back go back and listen. and listen. Go back and listen to the Logic episode. I'm not on it, yeah. and I am the resident hip hop guy, which is very funny that I'm not on yeah. it. Good old, but good the, old family issues, but but our guest um, was filled in very nicely. Yes, and he is. Yeah, he's amazing, and he put Brandon right to the fire, and I loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was a great thing, but Brandon is incredibly white. Uh, I am incredibly white. But again, I am Steve. I am Steve. I am the co-host here. If you guys listened to the last couple of guest episodes, I wasn't there. No. Stuff happens. Um, Stuff does happen, but it's fine. You are back. And it is a fun man. It's it's going well, man. I uh, I survived without you. Realize that if uh, if you do end up leaving the podcast permanently, I can probably survive. Um, I like it. I like it. It's it's a good self awareness. I'm just kidding. Um, but you have to do everything else that I do, which is not easy. Yeah, I'd have to hire that out. Yeah, <laughs> with with we the with, cheap. with the zero dollars that we make on this podcast. Hey, so. I will tell you right now, we have four paid gigs. We have four paid gigs in June now. That is true. That is. We're true. making money, not a that lot of money, but some. Some money, enough to at least go to McDonald's afterwards. I don't know. It's getting kind of expensive. That's there. true. It is. It really, yeah, that's true. So you get a four for four. Right. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. I don't even know. I don't even have a good transition. There's no tra- so you never do. No, I was going to say, speaking of four for four, but that's, mm-hmm. I don't have anything. Uh, I mean, wow. is this number? Is this number four? No, this is number three. Three. Number three. So close. Um, so see, perfect transition. Number three. Steve, who are we talking to today? <laughs> Guys, for the third time in our very short but long history, I think, over 250 episodes, we point. have brought back a friend of the pod. Uh, she came on the pod about a year ago now, this month, um, yep. to talk Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Brought her back on. What did we bring you back on for? What was the other one? Uh, in July for hate month. July. For, July for hate Charlotte. month. Charlotte. Oh, yes. Good Charlotte hate month. Um, and then I've been on her podcast a couple of times as well um, on uh, Good Old Crushgasm, um, mm-hmm. just recently talking about the year 1994 as well with a side project that she was doing. But guys, today we bring back podcaster, author, all around um, amazing person, and this probably one of the nicest people that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kendra Bolton is back on the podcast. Beltran. Beltran. Fuck me. I got to do that over again. <laughs> You, no, you're Damn. not doing it over. You, you know what? You said it the last time in July, too. I said Bolton in July, too? You did. Fuck. Damn it. God. Anyway, well, Kendra, welcome back. Hey, Kendra. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Well, in a fantasy That's world, be a it would be Bolton because then I'd be married to Troy Bolton from High School thought, Musical. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say okay. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no. My husband has oddly, this. Oddly enough, she's got a bow. That's hilarious. Oh, man, these oh, TikTok so clips just keep cutting themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Kendra, welcome back. And oh, thank uh, you for having Beltran. me. Beltran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get it. Beltran. 
That's right. Yeah, that's it. I can't roll the R's. I'm not that good. No, it's all right. I may be white, but I can roll my tongue. I don't. (laughs) Again, another TikTok clip. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, oh, this is off the rails. Kendra, get us back. Kendra, get us back on the on track here. Uh, What What are we talking about today? We're talking about Lincoln Park's 2000 release, Hybrid Theory. Yes, we are. the bonus one. We had a little extra. Yes, yeah, yeah, we did, Steve we did wanted the bonus. to be a little extra. Always. I had to. My, one of my favorite tracks is on the bonus. Oh. So okay. I had to pick one of the ones in the bonus. Paper cut live. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I've got some sass tonight. It's because you weren't here the last few weeks, Steve. I tell you. I have to make up for it. He's growing more confident by the second. I am growing more confident. (laughs) Yeah, he is. And it's not good for any of us. No, not at all. So speaking of not good for any of us, Steve, uh, let's get into our Wikipedia research on what you have on Linkin Park and this album. Yes, I do have a good amount here. Uh, So Linkin Park is an American rock band from California. Um, check out episode 81 for more Lincoln Park info. We did an episode with David Steves. We brought down the yeah. Collision Course album with Lincoln Park and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the one of my most favorite EPs of all time. It's six tracks of just pure awesome, pure um, hip hop, rock and roll. Oh, it's so good. Um, so Lincoln Park has been active, was active. I guess currently still, but uh, 1996 to 2017, they are currently on hiatus. Um, there's been some scuttlebutt about them getting back shortly, and it gets some band members will say they're coming back, other band members not yet. Um, now, which Trader also Designs, sounds like a light. It sounds like a lot of boy bands too. A lot of boy bands are like, mm, maybe. yeah. There's there's a lot or of like scuttle give and take here. Bits and pieces. There's a lot of scuttle with some of those boy bands I've seen as well. Uh, but now they were they were known prior to being Linkin Back Park. Sink, they were we? actually known as night. I've seen that um, mm-hmm. as Xero from uh, was this X E R O from ninety six ninety nine, and then they were actually called Hybrid Theory from ninety nine mm-hmm. or two thousand. They didn't become Linkin Park until the year 2000, 2001. Um, current members um, here we've got uh, Mike Shinoda is the vocals for the guitar Shinoda. and <laughs> keyboards. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Brad Delson is on lead guitar. Joe Hahn is the DJ. He does uh, the turntables. Uh, Dave Farrell um, is on bass and Rob Borden is on drums. Past members uh, is it's Chester. Chester Bennington uh, mm-hmm. was a vocalist, lead vocalist until 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into more of that in a minute. Um, the band is categorized as alternative rock, but incorporated hip hop and heavy metal early, early on. They're new metal. If you guys aren't aware of what new metal is, Lincoln Park is oh, new yeah. metal. Um, and they since since they've kind of they've they branched off of the new metal vibe, and towards the end of this run, they did go more electronic and pop. They added a lot more in there. It got really away from the heavier stuff, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of bands did uh, at in the uh, 2010s. Uh, they had seven studio albums, three live albums, now 68 music videos. How oh, that was interesting. Uh, wow. 35 singles. Um, 11 of their singles of the 35 have reached number one on the Billboard Alternative chart, which is the second most all time. Um, every single one of their albums, though, was at least top three on the uh, on Billboard. 
So every single one was at least top three on Billboard. They were the first artist to achieve one billion YouTube plays. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, they received 69 awards on 197 nominations, including two Grammys. 69. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. So on uh, July 20th, 2017, it was reported that lead singer Chester Bennington committed suicide. Uh, the band played one last show honoring Chester. Um, and they called it Lincoln Park and Friends. Uh, the show was three hours long and was broadcast on YouTube, very similar to the recent Taylor Hawkins shows the Foo Fighters did, mm-hmm. where they brought in other people to sing. Lincoln Park brought people to sing, where the Foo Fighters brought in people to play drums for Taylor. Um, since the loss of Chester, the band has stated that they've been on a hiatus. Uh, Mike has said the band has no intention of recording uh, new music or touring anytime soon. They haven't officially broken up, um, but they he, he's actually quoted in saying the math doesn't line up and not dollars and cents. It's more mental, emotional math. Mm-hmm. They just aren't there. He's not there. Yeah. Uh, guitar player has said they're, they're recording new music and Mike was just like, we're not we're not doing that um it's not happening so not for a while uh, but he hasn't they haven't fully pulled the plug and said we're done um it's just it's still too fresh even though it's been, it's yeah. been six years almost six years now which is um, crazy yeah since the loss of chester the band or sorry that's, 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 uh the band also did rename their music music for relief charity to the one more life uh fund to honor chester so they did they have their own um kind of stuff they did that february of 2023 the band uh released a previously unreleased track uh lost to promote the 20th anniversary of their album meteora i don't know if you guys saw that on spotify i was making rounds on spotify where all of a sudden there's just they said new lincoln park and everybody lost their damn minds because everybody thought they were back and they were going to do more stuff and then you hear chester's voice and you're like what (laughs) the hell is that and it came out that it was a re-released track or a track from meteora that never got released um now the the 20th anniversary of meteora is actually going to come out shortly after this podcast in april Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been 20 years since that album dropped here if you guys didn't know that now here it comes the time we talk about spotify how many monthly spotify listeners do you think lincoln park is averaging right now five million Five million. Okay, Brandon, how about you? Nine point nine. Nine point nine. You guys are way off. Oh. It's high. Twenty-seven. Sixty million. Brandon's closer. Oh. Thirty-three point three. Wow. When I did the when I did the the check on this, which is about a probably about a month ago now, <clears throat> from here, so sometime mid February, I checked it. Um, they were at twenty-eight point eight. Wow. So in the last month or so, they've gained. Uh, almost five million monthly listeners. Um, That's crazy. I'm guessing it's because of the track "Lost." Um, it's actually yeah. been played on Spotify 40 million times. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Whereas, like the track "In the End" is uh, one almost 1.5 billion times. Oh, not surprised at all. On Spotify. Mm-hmm. But also, that's if you know somebody listens to a a mix and it just pops up. It counts as a listen, but still 1.5 yeah. billion. That's a that's a big number. Uh, Hybrid Theory released October 24th of 2000. It's 12 tracks, 38 minutes long. 
that's the standard. I think the the uh, bonus is fifteen tracks, about 15 forty tracks, minutes long. Forty, yeah. So uh, it's debut studio album for the band. Uh, the album focuses on real life problems that affected lead singer Chester Bennington, including drug use, uh, drug abuse, and the constant fighting and ultimate ultimate divorce of his parents. There's lots of emotion in this album. Um, the album only reached, and I say only, but it got to number two on the Billboard. It didn't okay. get to number one, but it's 12 times platinum, which has sold over 12 million copies. It reached the top 10, 15 separate countries and sold over 32 million copies globally. Hmm. The album was the best, was the second best selling debut album of all time. Do you know what the first one is? We have reviewed it. Is it Britney? Mm-mm. We haven't done Britney yet. We, oh, At man. all? At all. We have not done any Britney yet. Her oops is pop perfection. I think I think that that's uh, yeah. this might have to we've I forgot about Britney. We haven't done Christina I, either. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a, a Mickey Mouse we'll Week. A Mickey Mouse Week. Yeah. <laughs> and then do JC Chazé's uh solo album. Oh jeez. Don't don't torture yourself. <laughs> oh. Okay, so who came? Who was who what was now? The, the best-selling debut album of all time? This one is second. Who was the best-selling debut album of all time? We have up reviewed to, it up to this that year. point. Up to uh, this year. No, it's it's still the best. It's still the best-selling debut album of all time. We reviewed it this year, right? Swift. Mm-mm. That wasn't a debut. Oh, that's true. We've actually done yeah, their yeah, yeah, debut yeah. album. Their day with a guest, album. Brandon. Kings of Leon. Nope. Guns N' Roses. Oh. Yeah. Appetite for Destruction. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. However, Hybrid Theory um, is the best-selling rock album of the 21st century. Yeah. Tracks. Currently. So since the, since the year 2000, it's been the best-selling rock album. Yeah. Um. Now, August uh, 13th of 2020, the band re-released its 20th anniversary of the album with previous unreleased track uh, called She Couldn't. Uh, it did win the Grammy for Best Rock Performance for Crawling. It did lose Best New Artist to Alicia Keys. That was wrong. I, I just don't. She's fine. She's fine. But I would have given it to Linkin Park. Yeah. yeah. More impactful um, as a whole. It, and, yeah. and it lost it lost best rock album to U2. I would have Again. given them over U2. <laughs> I could see Alicia Questionable. Keys. Questionable. I could see Alicia Keys, but I can't see U2. I still can't. Oh, we no. haven't done U2 either. And that's going to be a, that'll, that'll be a hate beat. Remember <laughs> Nobody when you, wants rem- to. I was going to say, remember when you would like buy like an iPod and like U2 <laughs> was already on it? Preloaded mm-hmm. because they had to deal with Apple. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, I don't want to listen to this. Bono, get out of here, Bono. Yeah. So, um, singles had four. Jeez. Uh, what? One step closer. Oh yeah. Crawling, paper cut, and in the end, we're all singles. Mm-hmm. From here. So this means we get into our favorite tracks now. What was Kendra? What was your favorite track from this album? Oh, I have a favorite. There's so many. I think because of the beat of it, it's got a, a place for my head for sure. Okay. And just live, that was always a really good one. Ryan, what about you? I picked Paper Cut as my favorite track. 
outside of this track being popular, um, I think that the song really sets the tone for the album um, from top to bottom. And I was all about it, especially because (laughs) I'm a pretty big fan of Linkin Park. Mm -hmm. Um, So such an incredible track from the first note uh, that the guitar plays you know exactly what this track is and who it's by. There's no real denying it. So that one for me, Paper Cut, was was my favorite track. So what about you, Steve? I was the same way. I picked Paper Cut. Yeah. Um, it was my favorite from the mashup album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it it sets the track sets up the listener for a ride that you really weren't ready for when you played this album for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, the rock vibe mixed the DJ is amazing. We've heard it before, but not like this um this took like what like limp biscuit was doing to a different level oh. um or like what sugar <laughs> yeah. ray was doing to a different level sugar because, ray, okay. <laughs> well i mean if you heard old school sugar ray oh i'm a my best friend was obsessed with sugar ray to the point where i had to see them so many times i saw him at a horse race once i love the punk nice. i love the punk sugar ray like the poppier stuff I can deal with. It's more incubus style, but I love the hard, the <laughs> hardcore punk Mark McGrath. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you haven't heard with that, that dual lead singer coming at it a different way. And it just was, it was good. Um, the track for Lee is shows the duality of the band uh, that Mike and Chester complement each other so incredibly well. And it felt effortless how they mashed up. And I haven't seen these guys live a few times their chemistry was just on point. They were just right there with each other in hundred percent every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes me really sad. That's like, they're probably the best live band I've ever gotten to see. So mm-hmm. just like not probably seeing them ever again, whole breaks my heart. Like I've oh. I, I, living in LA and like writing and stuff. I got to do a lot of cool stuff with Lincoln mm-hmm. park. So like they just, they're close to my heart and I'm really, that, that broke me. I was like, just or no. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I'll get into it a little bit too because there's, there's so much stuff that happened in that in that time frame of him passing and what happened there, and it's it's it sucks. We talked about it a little bit recently with uh, our, yeah, we did with Allison Chains, mm-hmm. um, and just how you know, this industry, we love singers and we love artists that are broken because they give so much and you you can connect with them in so many different ways mm-hmm. but then we all like kind of look past the brokenness and we're like we really love your music mm-hmm. and then something bad happens and we're like why did this happen i'm like you just listened to why it happened like you know why it happened yeah there's I some mean, demons like, there my favorite one of my favorite lincoln park songs not on this album like mike has a lyric about a noose and i'm like well, yeah. now it's not my favorite song anymore because it's crazy. But yeah, I think though, what, what was I, 13 when this came out? I wasn't really connecting the dots of like how hurt he was. I was just thinking like, oh, he's just like writing music for me. Like it's not what's going on in his life. I think that's where like the lines of being 13 at the time mm-hmm. and being like, no, this is like for me. He's yes. not hurting. It's just it's just the music he's making, you know, kind of like that. So they, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they it's it's especially when you think about that kind of thing, it's like they're writing for their fans. They're not, they're writing for what their fans are feeling or what the culture of the world is at the time, not personal experience. When in reality, 
fans are naive to the fact that no, it's their reality and their, you know, and I think as the world has evolved and progressed, we we've seen that shift mm-hmm. with, we are now understanding that you know, people are writing their, their pain and you can see the pain a little bit clearer and understand it a little bit, but yeah, yeah back into back in 2000. It yeah. just, it and we're just like more open about mental health now than we were yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. I think if you asked your parents to go to therapy back in 2000, 2001, they would have been like, first of all, we don't have any money. Right. Secondly, you're fine. You're Second fine. I'll just go outside, outside and, play. and yeah. get some sun. Yep, absolutely. Yep. But now, yes. like, you know, if you hear what your kid's listening to and it sounded like this, you'd be like, maybe we're going to get them help because I think something's going on with them. It was just a different time in 2000. Yeah, and I think time. I think that's going to be, and that's that's where we the the evolution that we've come with mental health is it needs to evolve further, but we are getting there. We're taking the right steps, you know. And it's if you if you are following us on TikTok, I will say this for certain. Um, I posted a video on Sunday. Um, we post a Sunday morning unplugged video every single week because i love listening to acoustic music or just like really stripped down music especially in the weekend when everything's kind of just chilled out um it's one of my favorite it's actually a station on xm radio that i love to listen to um and they do a sunday morning unplugged with pop music um but i i follow a a tiktok uh account called uh vosu and it's 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 just a group of people they they take a music video or they take an artist and they strip down all of the instruments, take everything away. And it's just the singer's voice. And the video that we posted on Sunday is Chester singing my December. Mm. Just Ooh. him. And it's just him. He yeah. didn't even write that song. Mike did, mm-hmm. but you can feel every ounce of emotion. And when he lets it rip, you're just like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. Something's going on. Cause it's not, and it's that's with everything else cut away and you're just hearing Chester. And it's even if you don't necessarily get the lyrics all the way, if you can't feel the pain behind those words and those eyes, it's just oof. I listened to it and I was like, I can't even post this right now. It's like it's emotional. I sent it to Brandon. He was just like, Ugh, that's amazing, but it's haunting. Yeah. It's it's so haunting that you're just like, but it's it just cuts entirely deep. And we all know, I mean, as adults now, we're just like Yep, we should have saw it before this. Should have saw this, and I can't imagine being his friend and knowing. Yep. Yeah. And or his like wife making him his... continue to just write and be like, "Oh yeah, what's what more do you have?" Because what they what have other, several what albums. Else can we poke? What else yeah. can we poke? Or they it's, blame, it's... or they say, "Oh, it'll be therapy for you if you write," and it's like. <laughs> Yes, to some degree, but but then you're singing about this every single night, every single night days. for a year, for years. And no pun intended, he probably became just numb to it. Yes. After, I mean, how many world tours did they do? They were yeah. like the biggest. I mean, you said that no one's beaten their record other than Guns and Roses. Like they were. They I were. think they are. I think they are our Nirvana. I think that. Is good. I, think, I, I would say I would say, say yeah. that yeah, if, yeah that's not if, even a hot take I think like, that's that's straight if Nirvana up could yeah. if Nirvana could have lasted a little longer for sure I mean these guys were going for game or 20 years um and like this one hit in 2000 and they rode that wave I mean all the way through to, to the didn't, end. Get, didn't get bad yeah and it, it just <laughs> it's it just there it just is such a 
it's an interesting conversation. I think and I they felt had, like they came at just the right time because they mm -hmm. were like, you had the 1999. I always think of Woodstock. Did you guys watch the documentaries? Yes. Yeah, and you know they were talking about this white male rage and what were they so mad about? Da 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 da. But then you got into I think Lincoln Park slipped in right before emo, and they kind of made it. You don't have to be mad; you can also be like internally upset. And I think I really think like we have our blinks and we have our green days, but I think Lincoln Park really is the little nugget of what made emo kind of burst out as a genre because it was the first time we heard in rock that you were that emotional even though you know we weren't like, connecting the dots it was like connecting right. with us yeah. so yeah i always think lincoln park is like the nugget that planted emo music for all of us because these lyrics they don't oh, yeah. and yeah. i've i've realized this brandon and i if, if our listeners have picked up on this as well man every month this year we have had to have the suicide conversation you notice that whether or not it was intentional or not the the only time i've ever known about it was once when, mm -hmm. when we talked about aaron carter that was the only time but, it was ever intentional but every every month this month yeah we've had to say guys if there's something bothering you you gotta talk to somebody and i'm gonna say it again 988 is a resource you can text it you can call it you can do anything you need to do it's 24 hours a day it's free you need somebody to chat with that you're better off here Nine eight eight. It's those three numbers. It's all it is. Yeah. But you're better off here. And absolutely. I'll say it again. And this is not intentional. Like we're not doing this intentionally. It's just happening. Mm -hmm. Um. So there's something and, deeper there. Maybe there's like some sort of like higher cosmos that's there's, making yeah, us there's want some to. Karma, there's some karma stuff going on right now. Right. And you know why there's karma stuff, Brandon? Because we haven't done the Wang yet. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Wang. Let's play Wang. As yep. Brandon said, we have our first game, and it is the word association name game. You take the first letter of all of those words, put them together, you get the wang. Yep. And you just heard Jer saying that quite frequently. So, um, all the time. Guys, I got two for you. Oh, you got two wangs. Okay. I got two. Mm -hmm. All right. I gone with a third one, but I kept it back. That's what she said. <laughs> wow. We have a nice lady on the podcast today, Brandon. Yeah, you're right. The nice lady. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Anyway, I don't know why I thought of that quote from Anchorman right there. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Oh, There's more, so I got to cut out of the thing here. All right, first one. You guys ready? I'm ready. There's a cream for that. Oh. Crawling. Nope. Points of authority. Oh, it's, uh, uh, cure nope. for the itch. Cure for the itch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a cream for that. I couldn't yeah. read my writing. I was like, I know it. <laughs> yeah. My pillow. A place for my head. A place for my head. Oh. All right. <laughs> I thought I you were getting political for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. I was just gonna I say like that it. guy's a name, but he's a jerk. So uh, I was just like, no. But uh yeah. no, I like yeah, it. so a place, place for my, my head. head. I like it. That was my second one here. So that has been the word association name game. Um, I didn't go too off kilter on this one, so no, I'm still I still good. got good points on the on the thing here. Don't worry, I'll screw it up later. Yeah, for uh, sure. 
with that being said, let's get into our our uh, least favorites here. Now, this is a nostalgic album for a lot of us. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, Brandon, did you have a least favorite? I did. And I picked Cure for I the. Picked. I picked Cure for the Itch as my least favorite track. It's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, to me, uh, most of this track is generally instrumental. Um, I just didn't think that this track fit well into what they were doing thus far up until this point. Um, maybe based on the track title, they were trying something new and curing the itch of working on more of that electronic type vibe. I don't know, but this track was just not for me. I thought that it was a forced placed thing. I just, I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So I know why it's there, but Steve, what about you? Same. I'm going to get nitpicky though. Cause I wasn't a huge fan of the instrumental track because musically, this band is not better than incubus or even limp biscuit musically. Mm. The actual, um, actually I believe that as a band, limp biscuit was a better band. Musically limp biscuit was, was, was better than this one. Okay. Uh, what drove the bus though, was Chester and Mike. <laughs> Chester and Mike is what sold Lincoln Park. That is Lincoln Park is Chester and Mike. Yeah. Um, okay. they they drove the bus that made this move. Um, I'm not saying the track isn't good, but and the band isn't good. They're good. They're 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 good what they do. Um, they're just not above anyone else in their genre musically. Now they also did start bringing out. They called them the Executioners, and it was a DJ group who toured with Lincoln Park quite frequently. Hmm. Um, and they would come out prior to them and they would play uh basically a rave set with like three or four DJs would play together. Um for a good 35, 45 minutes. I've seen them live with Lincoln Park a few times. They're not bad. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not really into that electronic rave style of music and it just they like doing it. I I get it. Yeah. It's also a good it's a good it's a good track for a live set when you want to the, the when Mike and uh and Chester want want to take the break. <laughs> um, you know, for a minute, or when Chester wants to take a break, because Mike does play a little bit here and there, especially the keyboards and whatnot. So he might jump in, but they can get that break while the band kind of rocks out a little bit. Yeah. So it's nice to have it built in there, but yeah, I'm with you. Cure for the itch was my uh was my least favorite. Okay. What about you, Kendra? What was your least favorite? I gotta agree with both of you. It just I also thought it was really weird, Brandon. And it just felt like when, you know, hip hop albums put those skits or whatever just sure. there. So, and I'm not like a big hip hop person. Sure. So and it just felt like it was just there. It was like an extra little piece there like in the studio and we're like, Yeah, I guess. We made it. I mean, whatever. Right. But yeah, just it didn't belong. It was the ugly red headed stepchild. Yes. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The cousin Oliver. It was. It's that. yes, all of that, one hundred percent. Well, look at that, guys. We all agreed. That is, that's it crazy. Very often. No, it does not happen very often. But uh, Steve, he's busy. It's time for our second game, Chatner's Poetry Slam. Here we go. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. This is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, guys. So I am in charge of Shatner's Poetry Slam today. So I've got two tracks for you. I'm going to read the lyrics as scatterbrained as William Shatner. 
I don't know what that means, but the the man went halfway to space, so it <laughs> says something. So, all right, here is your first song. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame and put your name to shame. Points Cover up. What? The points of authority? It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> points of authority. Yep. Absolutely. Nailed it. such a good intro. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Next one. Under the sky of dust, a constant wave of tension on top of broken trust the lessons that you taught me, I learned, were never true. I know. Do you know it? Now is I find. Is it Runaway? It is. Okay. It is runaway. Yes, it is. I would not have gotten that one. Nice. But you were never in middle school when your mom made you mad. You put that on your Walkman and be like, oh, that's what I do too. I'd be like, this song just gets I was a me. Junior, this came out, so or sophomore. Oh, no, I was a junior. I think I was what, eighth, seventh, eighth grade. Just mm-hmm. with my little. Yeah, that's my blue walkman. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's talk about uh, those deep cut dark horse tracks of this album. It's a little hard because I feel like everybody who knows anything about Lincoln Park knows this album, and so finding a dark or a you know a dark horse or like a you know a diamond in the rough might be a little bit tough. Um, so let's just kind of jump right into it. Steve, what about you? Did you, let's start with you. What did you, what did you pick? I picked a track that I was, I, I kind of remembered, but then I forgot about as well, which is why I wanted to do the bonus, uh, album here. Cause the, my deep cuts from the bonus track, Okay. I picked my December. Okay. It's a um, good track. It's a track that Mike wrote to describe the pain and loneliness of being away from family around the holidays. I picked this because if you listen to the lyrics, it is eerie and really foretells a future that we all wouldn't have hoped to come true. Chester's vocals are nuts here. And the lyrics are so incredibly dark, knowing what we know now. Mm-hmm. Um, the most interesting thing that I found about this track, though, and it's 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 beautifully done. It's It's very deep. It's very dark. It's beautifully done. Um, but this was actually written for a radio station's holiday release album. This is a Christmas song. Oh. It was um, the, it's like the holidays. saddest holiday song I've ever really listened to. And I've listened to a lot of them. It's like but that like, movie Stepmom, how it came out around Christmas. Oh, and it was yeah. like, this is depressing. Yeah, yeah. it's exact it's, it's like you this this <laughs> yeah. came out like I, about I can't imagine like this this rock station. It was a rock station in I think Nashville mm-hmm. put out a holiday release like special release album with different yeah. tracks and like you could have i mean for example you might have the fucking google doll singing like rudolph red nose reindeer <laughs> then you got you know my december following that like what the hell like, i was not ready for this like, right you can't, you can't do this to me it's it's such a good track and the fact that it didn't make it on any of their like standard albums it had to be involved mm-hmm. in a bonus situation because of how it was released I just felt like a lot of people probably haven't heard it. And if they have, like, listen to it again and kind of think about what we know. Because, holy jeez, it's, uh, it'll, uh, it'll make you, make you think twice about more of the lyrics that they've, that they've kind of co-written together. 
So it's 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 super dark and and uh, and eerie, but I I loved it. I loved the feel, and um, I kind of I I love the fact that I shouldn't love it as much as I do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, Kendra? What was your deep cut? I love Forgotten, just because mm-hmm. that one is one of their best ones live. It gets you like really hyped, and I just like from the top to the bottom. It's, it's just like chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- yeah. That one's really good, but I do like my December as well. Yeah, but there were some on here where I did forget they kind of existed because, like, I love the other ones a lot, 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 lot more. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Like, I had listened like, to this album probably little... about five years. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. I mean, I listened to definitely the hot, the big tracks, but I hadn't listened to the whole album in probably five years. And I was just like, I forgot some of these tracks even existed, like how they even like came up. Like, by were... myself, with you, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I remember a few of them. There were some like middle of the road ones. I'm just like, I can't hate it. Like it's it gets you where I gotta go. But yeah. Let's see, what about you, Brandon? What was your what was your deep cut? Oh man, I well, it's not really oh man. Um, I picked in the end. Now, in the end, not really a deep cut. Like a not not really like a dark horse. One point five billion plays. Oh. Right, not a dark horse by any stretch of the little imagination. Little B side. Right. Just a little B side here. Little, that, little no. known track you guys have heard of. Yeah, it's a little track, you know, on the the Mount Rushmore of Lincoln Park tracks, you know. But you know, whatever. Um, this track is a banger. Always has been. Um, the the story that they're kind of talking about on this one is super deep. That up until like, I mean, I've 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 been a fan of them, but at the same time, it's like I've never because of this podcast, I tend to be more intentional now about listening to lyrics than I used to be in the past. And so when this song popped up, like I'm like listening to the lyrics more intently and there's some deep emotion going on with this track um, that I was like, man, the, this is, this is deep. And obviously musically as well. This one also just super recognizable melody makes <laughs> yes just like, it's just timeless your millennial just, senses tingle <laughs> just yeah the absolute 100 percent. that it's just i mean the first couple notes and you're just like yeah take me back please let's go so like mr that, bright side <laughs> yes 100 percent. yeah that's another one that is another one for sure so that one for me all right guys let's talk about our final thoughts wrap this one up a little bit give our final thoughts rate that rate this thing from one to ten i'll start Final thoughts for me, album stands the test of time, in my opinion, 23 years old at this point, super good. Um, I would consider it probably one of the top 10 greatest punk rock, electronic, new metal rock albums of all time, and one of the top greatest bands of all time, in my opinion. Musically, this brought back a ton of nostalgia. Uh, I'm so glad that we actually finally did just a simple Linkin Park album, Steve, and not the the collaboration with Jay-Z. It's taken us long enough, right? Right. Um, for me though, uh, eight and a half out of 10. So, um, Steve, how about you, man? Fantastic. Uh, bears repeating one more time. Um, nine, eight, eight is a resource. If you're having struggles, um, listen to this album, you'll kind of understand why we keep plugging it, especially if you don't know what happened with Chester. If you do, I mean, you still, it's, it's a resource. We talked about how mental health is changing in our country and our world and how it's becoming more um, accepted to get help and to say you need help, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Use use the resources we have. Uh, you are better off here. Uh, album itself is iconic. Um, I could seriously just end right there. Be done. 
Uh, it is one that shaped a generation of people. It is still a favorite of so many different people of different walks of life, um, music genre fans from hip hop all the way to country to classical. There's something for everyone here that will, as as Kendra did put eloquently, this is the nirvana of our time. This is going to shape our generation, especially. Uh, I do lump myself in the millennials begrudgingly, but we are there. Um Lincoln Park bridged gaps and spoke for a lot of people who didn't understand their own trauma. And I think it still does that. As I said before, the band itself wasn't changing the world musically, uh, but Chester and Mike were making huge differences with their lyrics and delivery, um, opening, you know, opening up doors, breaking down walls. Um, the album will be nostalgic for a very long time coming. There's always going to be teenage angst. There's always going to be um kind of those those fears of the unknown and just the rage that is in every single one of our precious teenage hearts Mm -hmm. um it's still there um the one note i will say we mentioned this before i never realized how much filler was on this album and there is a few tracks that are kind of filler um and like oh there's some there's some fat here um which it happens i never realized how much was actually there um, that was really the only downside for me and, and why I went with an eight out of 10 um, instead mm-hmm. of going a little higher because there's a few tracks and I'm just like, okay, they're good. They're not bad. They're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So eight out of 10 for me. I was right around with Brandon. So okay. about you, Kendra? Well, like you said, they bridged the gap. I think they bridged that gap between new metal and emo music perfectly and between hip hop and rap at the time, because this was like when One Step Closer came out, my school was barely hip hop, but that was the one rock song they would play and it got everyone together. So I think this is a band that no matter what your genre was growing up, you liked them because they were that good. And like, I agree with you. I think that the stuff we don't remember too well kind of brought it down in a re-listening, but not too much. It wasn't like, like, oh, geez, like, was I wrong for loving this? No, not at all. So for that, I would give it a solid nine because everything yeah. else is still, you put it on and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like instantly 13 again, yes. looking out the window with my like Walkman, like my mom does not understand this. <laughs> True. She won't stop for McDonald's. Right. <laughs> it was always about like her not stopping for McDonald's. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You had you had, you had regular food at home, right? Which we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't cook. Let me tell you. Oh, I love that's it. so funny. Oh man. So guys, that was a lot of points out of thirty. I don't even. I can't do math right now. But it's it's a lot. Twenty-seven and a half. There it is. Is that what it was? Look at yep, that. Me, that's what it was. Look at that. Me mathing. Oh, man. Well, Kendra, thanks for, for coming and hanging out with us again. Uh, before we before we get out of here, uh, tell all of our tens of fans uh, where we can find you. Well, you can find me. Crush Gasm sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's my, oh, wait, my Valentine's Day present. I love it. Um, you can find me uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, but also you can go to crushgasmpodcast.com where every episode's there, but also some fun little top tens that coincide with the episode. And then I write a blog about my crush that coincides with the episode. So you get to know me more, my guests, everything. And we're doing Crushing on the 90s right now, which Steve was on. He talked about 1994. We talked about how our parents didn't care about anything we did. <laughs> you know, it was trauma, like this album. It's probably why we loved it so much, but yeah. Probably. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, guys, go check out the show notes. We'll have that link there for you uh, to go check that out. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, Steve has been on there a handful of times. It's a great podcast, great concept of a podcast. So, uh, Steve, where can our kids find us? Man, well, there is something you guys could do. Where can't they find us? Exactly. Um, If you are on the um, any sort of podcast network that you find us on right now there is a link tree you can find us there click on that it's going to give you all of our links for all of our social medias even twitter um it's there but I we think don't I actually took it. it off oh you take it off yeah. why, we, why did you take twitter off there brendan because fuck elon musk man there it is <laughs> um so you know he, he probably didn't get a spot we didn't we didn't save one he's not sponge worthy um that's right. I made the joke. Yeah. Uh, you can find us primarily Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, we are pushing all three of those pretty heavy. Um, but, and it has been announced a few times now, mm-hmm. you can find us, if you haven't found us there today, mm-hmm. you can find us on YouTube. Sure can. And by the time of this podcast coming out, we will have had well over 50 hours of content on YouTube. From from this year, yeah, almost every podcast from this year has been loaded onto YouTube and will be dropping before, hopefully by now. If not by the end of April, I'll have every podcast for the month for twenty twenty three on there, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to start working on twenty twenty two's heavy hitters. Um, yeah, all the stuff we have. So I'm just I'm going back through getting getting uh, video edited yep. and getting it all getting it all loaded up onto uh, onto YouTube. Um, <laughs> So check us out there. I do post kind of fun stuff. You can find different content on all of the different sites. So we do some stuff that's just Facebook only, just Facebook Reels or Facebook uh, page there. We do stuff just solely on Instagram. That's mostly Brandon. Um, and then we do stuff just simply on TikTok. We do intermingle some of those things sometimes, but not all the time. And like I said, the algorithms don't like each other. They do not. They do not like that. So and then full especially, episodes are always especially on Especially Facebook not liking TikTok. They do not. Until they Game buy wars. them, yes. Sure. So we have to watch that. If not, we get we get in trouble, and they don't. Then then they don't um give us my two pennies we get every single month. That's true. So, uh, the last thing I'm going to promote here, guys. Um, if you are local to the West Michigan area, um, I want to put this out there now. This is coming out in early April. In the first week of June, Brandon and I are going to be hosting an event in the city of Wayland called Wayland Summerfest. Um, it's going to be an all day event actually happening on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Come on down and see that. We do have some other events. We're going to be hosting as well, partnering with some of our friends, uh, from, uh, the peaches, demented peach comedy. Mm -hmm. We don't have dates on those just yet though. So I haven't given those out, Uh, but we're going to be having events. It seems like almost every week this summer, we're going to be doing something somewhere. Yep. Come hell or high water. So, um, you're going to see us publicly out and about all the way around. We're trying to increase our footprint out to do more stuff publicly. Uh, if you guys have events that you want promoted, you want hosting, you want anything done, um, get with us. We can do advertising for you, or we can even come and host the event. Uh, and that's anything from small market events to larger shows, to festivals, to weddings. We do it all. Um, if you guys need some help, Get with us, and we'll see what we can do to help you out. And if we can't help you, we probably have friends that can help uh, with your event as well. So we have a pretty good network of people in our area. Yep. Uh, but, Brandon, do you have anything else? Nope. 
All right, guys. So this has been Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory with Kendra Beltran. Uh, I got it right. We will see you guys coming up next week. But until then, keep crushing it. Go check out Crushgasm. Nice. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats.